Welcome back to another Reeducation Experience podcast. This is a live one. Um, today I'm joined by a great friend, friend that I keep learning more about, a business partner and all around great human, of course, for those that have been on listening already, the bit of the banter. His name is Tim Macy. So everybody welcome Tim to the show and thanks for being here on this live format. So <laughs> excited right. to be here. Wicked. For those that don't know Tim, he's he's a team leader down in San Antonio, Texas. He, I just recently realized this. You're a former boxing champion. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I boxed a lot when I was a kid. Right. Sure. Family man, wife and daughter. You said seven-year-old yeah. daughter. Um, if you follow anything to do with Tim, he loves video creation. He loves storytelling. And as a result, he's developed this kind of like personal brand in the industry that many of us like just love to follow and then learn from. And we're also, I think, trying to emulate a bit of it as well. So, uh, Tim, did I miss anything else important? I think it's a pretty good intro, man. I think, I think he got most of it there. I can't think of anything. <laughs> the reason I wanted to steal Tim for this episode was to unpack what he has seen as being some of the keys to blending work, i.e. us in real estate and his personal life into his kind of outbound media, right? We have no choice but to be doing this now. Uh, as you can tell, he's super humble. And I think it's a big reason why he's become a bit of a magnet for real estate clients, but also agent to agent referral business alike. So what can you say to that, Tim? <laughs> yeah. That um, thanks. No, I think, uh, I think, you you kind of summed it up pretty well. I've never really done the prospecting thing. I've I've done I've done it some, and we could talk about different things that I view as prospecting that are easier for me to do. Because uh, I think you have to do things that you're good at, and sometimes I'm just not good at the dialer and all that other fun stuff. But um, I think overwhelmingly, the thing that uh, has found success for me is this idea that we live in a more and more disconnected world. I mean, I look at us all on zoom, right. And, and I think more and more disconnected, we're spending more time on our phones, all that fun stuff. Um, but I think overwhelmingly people crave connection. Like, I, don't, I don't think people don't want connection. I just think they're lacking it. And I think that overwhelmingly people want to do business with people. So everybody talks about, uh, you know, the apps that are going to take over everything and all the other fun stuff. But I can tell you as more and more people click one button on Amazon to get their shampoo, which just ran out this morning. So it was nice, easy one click. Uh, the more stuff like that happens, the more that when we go to make a transaction, like a real estate transaction, the more we want to deal with people, you know, the more we, we want that connection. And so I think one of the big things for us as marketers in this new day and age is being a person that people want to do business with. And more like back in the day, I feel like it was, hey, have your face on the bus bench, have your face on the billboard, just, you know, be the first agent that talks to someone that gets to, you know, get the business. Where now, I think people want more of a personal connection with the person they work with. Like, you know, you go to buy a car, for instance. I mean, look, we, we were car shopping the last couple of weeks and I just can't, I hate the experience. Like it's the worst for me, right? Cause you walk in and some guy's trying to sell you on something. They want like to sit you down and then the, the finance guy or the manager's got to come over and like, you got to get smooth talk by the manager. And like, it's just not a great experience for me. And then we went to this one dealership where uh, this guy was referred to me by a friend of mine. Um, and I found him on Instagram. So I followed him on Instagram. He followed me on Instagram. Two weeks later, I finally got over to this dealership and the guy's name's Jeff. And it's like, oh, Jeff, I know Jeff, right? And the whole experience was way better. We didn't end up buying a car, but if we do, we're buying it from Jeff uh, because it was personable. You know what I mean? And so I think all the stuff with like the family and all that other stuff, like I do it because I want my social media to tell people who I am. Because if I don't tell people who I am, I don't think people are going to come do business with me. And the other thing is, the more I tell people who I am, the more the wonders of the internet will go find more people that want to do business with me. And, and that's what's that's what's really fun. We talk about this a lot. Uh, the fact that if your marketing is for everyone, your marketing is actually for no one. 
And, you know, I go back to that thing back in the day where you're an agent, you put on your fancy suit, you get a thing on the billboard, you do the whole thing because you had to make marketing that was for everyone, right? Anybody that wanted to transact should think of you, but that's not the way the world works anymore. And, and I say that because it's not my opinion. It's just technology more and more. When you look at the content that comes up on your phone, it's curated for you. And so like Jenna's phone, the stuff that comes up on her Instagram is much different than the stuff that comes up on Jade's phone because Instagram, however creepy it is, knows how old Jenna is about how much money she makes, what she enjoys and all this other fun stuff. And what they want to do is they want to curate things just for Jenna. That's where the creepy thing happens where you're talking about something and then boom, it pops up on your feed, right? Like they want things specifically for you. And that's why you need to make content for a specific audience. Because if your content's not for a specific audience, the algorithms and all the creepy stuff, they're not going to recommend it to anyone. And so that's where we say, like, the more you can be authentically yourself, the more your content is going to become for a specific audience, which sounds like more narrow, right? Like if you go narrow and your content is more for a specific audience, that sounds like it's less of an audience, which again, 10 years ago, I would have agreed. If you make your content for a specific audience, obviously that's a smaller audience. But in today's world, that's actually a bigger audience because what happens is if you make your content for a specific audience, what's technology do? It goes and finds more people that are like that audience. So you can start by making content for a specific audience and end up with an audience and a reach far larger than anything you could have had if you were just trying to appeal to everyone. Yeah, it's a bit scary to niche down a little bit because of that concept, because it hasn't, you know, I mean, for some people that haven't yeah. been doing that long enough to go so deep that it starts to come back around, right? Like it's, it will find more people like that for you. And now I had a pretty personal question around this and, and this thing, I don't know if people also have this question, but yeah, you share a lot of stuff about CrossFit, for instance, and, yeah. and the boxing and all that stuff. And that's, that's a very personal thing. Now, I think I, and I've heard this from agents, there's, there's like two camps on this. I should post this or not, because some people think, well, if I'm at the gym, I'm sweating and I'm making myself a post, the brag post. Hey, I'm actually getting shit done. And then there's, so they're like, so who really wants to hear that? Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm again, it's 5 a.m. again. Right. And you have, you'll hear people tell you, like, well, I don't care if Tim's up at 5 a.m. But how, how do, how do you get over that to say, this is actually a positive thing? So, um, or, or is it? I mean, go down a rabbit hole there because yeah, I know you, there's this conversation happening. You definitely bring up a, a good question. And look, there, there's no right or wrong answer, right? There's no, well, let's just clear that up. There's no right or wrong answer. There's what's right for you and what you want to do. Um, and that's what you should focus in on. I can tell you for me, sure. Like I post the, uh, the thing of me waking up and going to the gym in the morning. Sure. Um, do people probably not? like that? Of course. Fine. But I do know that I get plenty of DMs that are like, oh, dude, awesome, whatever. I'm at the gym too, you know? So I do know there's, again, a portion of the audience that does engage with it, that does follow it along. And the thing that I like is when you go see people, especially like us, Darren, right? Like I'm traveling around, uh, I'm going to meet different agents in different parts of the country, like different countries and all the other fun stuff. And when I meet people and they're like, dude, like, you look great. I've been following your workouts. It's like, okay, this is hitting with somebody. Like, somebody is actually uh, following this journey. So um, you got to pick your spots. I do think it's actually an exercise I'm going through right now, uh, which is figuring out what my brand is. Because if it's too many things, it could get confusing. But for me, it's like, yeah, like, I'm working out. But I think I'm kind of fun with it. Like, I, I... Oh, you heard? Yeah, I'm you totally beat. are. But I think it's yeah, like, I gotta, talk about how I'm getting beat up in the morning or about how I'm fat and out of shape. Like I'm always making fun of myself. Like I don't want to be the, I don't know, whatever the opposite of that is. Well, that's the um, thing is just because I'm up and you're going down to that niching down, like you want people that uh, like, but don't have to like love the fact, but like if they like you and want to be around you or like your general authentic self, 
how could they really be putting you down or why would their well, opinion even matter if, well, so here's the thing though it's, right? it's like what we talked about there are people that are like oh god here he is again at the gym annoying right well great they're no longer part of the audience because the <laughs> algorithm knows they don't like it and so they'll stop showing it to them that's fine <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with that you know and so that's fine they'll go and uh whatever and then i mean it's like i'm working out um you know i've got my family and uh we're building this real estate company like those are the three things i think you'll probably see pop up in my social media and you know i think everybody should have three or four main things that right. pop up in their social media continuously that other people are following along so yeah. like my wife is an amazing cook and not only does her food taste good it looks really good like she should do food putting up with me and growing up growing the real estate business right like those would be three good categories for her but figure out like what your three or four things are that people are going to follow along with is that what you've noticed i mean you've 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 been blessed to be around a, a lot of great folks within the Tom Ferry yeah. world, right? A lot of great folks now here with us at Real and just like a lot of creators of sorts. Is that kind of a, a, a theme that you're noticing and they've then been able to like do a really good job of that? Yeah, know, from... I mean, let's bring it up. We'll talk about Brad, right? I mean, Brad, beautiful family, makes amazing listing videos um and we always give him a hard time about his hair like i don't know he's, he's got like a couple of things right like you know who brad is based on three things um and i think if you just get good at telling a story around three or four parts of your life one of them obviously should be your real estate business your clients and everything else sure. um i think that's that's something that you can tune into and the other thing i do is uh i go back to who do i like who do I enjoy following and what do they post and what do they talk about? You know what I mean? Like what, I, like, what do you enjoy following <laughs> and, and start to think, you know, about it from, from that uh, side of things. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, the conversation, yeah, the question there was about like, uh, how can we attribute your social to actual and ROI a little bit? And I mean, that, that's a, that's a tough discussion, but I, I mean, I know many um, of us, yeah, so I'll hit on that if you let me dive. Uh, one, because Ryan is in the chat too with the question, what percentage of your business uh, to personal on social media? Um, so there's a couple different buckets when you think about social. There are platforms that keep you in front of your audience, right? Platforms that keep you in front of your audience. What are those? Facebook. We were just talking about it on our Zoom call right before this one. Everybody should have a Facebook group for their past clients and sphere right? Like a VIP group that's just there for you to love on your people. We give them like we post a Starbucks barcode in there um, and they can go use it. And then they take a selfie it drop it in the comments, gets the engagement going on the post. But having a place to stay in front of the audience you already have. Okay. That's Facebook, somewhat Instagram. And then you've got YouTube, which when we build it out the way that our agents do, it's almost all organic and a new audience. It's a completely right. new audience. And so you're building out content that lets the technology, the algorithm go find that audience that's interested in transacting in your market. And so that's a completely new audience. And then Instagram has more discoverability to it, I think, than Facebook. Um, I don't know about you guys, but like I never stumble upon someone new on Facebook, right? Facebook's just the people that I already am friends with and I already know. Where Instagram, like you stumble across new people and you could be one of those new people that other people stumble across. So Instagram's a little bit of a hybrid. It's a great place to stay in front of the audience you already have, but you can also grow um, a new audience. And then TikTok obviously is like, you could explode a new audience over overnight sometimes, or you could puddle along and not do anything. Um, so th those are the things. So Ryan, when you ask what percentage uh, of my business is from personal, like social media stuff, I, I mean, for me, just about all my business is in one way related to social. Like, I, I don't know anybody that I do business with that isn't following or connected with us um, on social. So at some level, all of it's connected to this stuff that we do on social.
it becomes that platform that those people for you, it's not always about new, new, new people, but it's been these past clients and how they never forget about you too. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, one thing that I've gotten a lot more attentional with over the last couple months is the DMS. So, um, we talk about this a lot on the attraction of agent side, but also on just like building your business side. Um, there's this idea around prospecting. I told you I'd get to my version of prospecting. There's this idea of prospecting that you need to have conversations, right? You need to start conversations. You need to call people and have a certain amount of conversations. And the thing that I don't like about that is that I have to call Darren and I have to figure out a reason uh, to start a conversation with him, right? Like Darren, Hey, what's up? Uh, you want to buy a house? <laughs> it's just so, it's so awkward. And uh, the how's the weather love, and want to buy a house? Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, well, oh, no, sorry. Can you tell me about your family first? I'm following the Ford thing. And then at the end of that, I'm going to ask you if you want to buy a house. Like, I, I just, I don't love it. One, one thing that uh, I've always said in my buddy, Colin Cameron, who I started RETV with other oh, rabbit hole. Uh, one thing he said that I always loved is, um, I, I can only market pe market to people in a way that I would like to be marketed to, right? I can only market to people in a way that I would like to be marketed to. And that's why I've just never been able to cold call people because I've never received a cold call and be like, man, I'm so glad you called me, <laughs> right? Like it's never happened. And so I have trouble uh, marketing in that way because I don't like to get marketed to that way. So I say that because uh, DMs, the thing that I like about DMs is that I can go through Instagram stories, for instance, right? And I'm focused. So you can tell the difference when somebody's doing this with their thumb, right? You see this little up and down action? That means they're a scrolling zombie. They're not doing anything, but just taking in the reels. They're like, oh, ha, this is funny. <laughs> this is funny. Oh, that's cute, right? They're doing nothing but wasting their life away. But when I'm working... I'm, I'm here. These thumbs are typing. They are going to town. And what I do is I'll just go on Instagram stories and I will just story pops up. I'll DM them. <laughs> Love the costume. Oh my God. That's so cute. Next. Boom. Oh man. Funny joke. That's hilarious. Boom. Next. Like they're posting something and right at the bottom there is this option to send them a message about whatever it is they're posting. And I'll spend an hour and just go through every single person that's posted an Instagram story and send them a DM about what they just posted. And here, here's the thing that I think is different. We want to be top of mind. We want people to reach out to us. And the best way, in my opinion, isn't to start a conversation with somebody. It's to already be in conversation with somebody. And social media allows us to constantly be in conversation, if we choose to, right? If we stop scrolling and start typing, we can be in conversation with hundreds and hundreds of people all at the same time. If we just focus on it and send those DMs, because how much easier is it, you know, for me, like if Scott is, is messaging me that like, you know, my daughter's outfit for Halloween was cute. And then like, we had another conversation about uh, the food that my wife cooks. That's delicious. Right. Like we have these conversations. How much easier is it for me to ask Scott about the real estate market when we're already in conversation? Does that make sense? Like I can talk to them about anything but real estate because they're going to ask me about real estate. If I keep asking them about their life, they're going to ask me about mine. And how much better is it when somebody reaches out to you and says, you know, Nora, like what's going on in the market? Like, can you tell me how's your business going, Nora? Right. Isn't it way better when somebody reaches out to you about real estate than if you have to reach out to somebody and try to get them to talk to you about real estate, right? It's way better. So my thing is be in conversation with as many people as possible about whatever's going on in their life all the time, because what you're going to find is they start sending you the messages about your life and your business. And then that converts. Absolutely. I mean that the in conversation doesn't have to really end like a phone call does right. Or an email finishes, right? Like it's an ongoing dialogue, which, yeah. which I love. 
I mean, that, that brings me, I mean, so that's, that's you in their world, right? So it's taking you out of the center, putting them into the center, right? Yep. And, and, and that is what catches people when you're in their world, rather than you're trying to pull them into what your agenda is, right? Um, I mean, that, this, that maybe translates into this other conversation I have. You and I talked this, and I think I even put on the, the podcast is uh, do epic shit, right? Like <laughs> and, and you and I have talked about this, and I think you did said that out and down in Utah. Hey, for but, the record, for the record, I dropped this concept in a very private mastermind that was a small group. And I didn't plan for it till I get outside of this mastermind, but it has it's taken off and now everybody yeah uses it as my thing <laughs> yeah as your thing but, yeah. but the, the, this is back to our personal branding yeah like core themes and these things that just like resonate to you and if you have more than three that's probably because you're truly passionate about more than three right a lot of people don't right and they're almost just like getting squirrely and they think they need to be a bunch of things so they're sharing all well, these random things but yeah you know what i mean like but I, I do think it gets confusing because for me, um, and th this is something that I'm going through right now. So I'm not like giving you advice about something I've been through. I'm talking to you about my current problems. Um, yeah. Like I started off in real estate as the guy that was helping investors and flipping houses. And, you know, if you remember my talk that I did at One Real, like I was closing on hoarder homes. Like that was my thing. Like follow Tim around the crazy, ridiculous hoarder homes and then they turn into beautiful afters like people like oh tim investments like that was the thing and then we started taking on building our business with regular clients so i was like oh tim has a real estate team so tim doesn't invest wait is he the investor or is he the guy that runs a team or is he the guy that works for that brokerage is he speak like who is he you know and there's too many things going on where it's not clear to my audience who I am and what I do. And that's why I say focus in on three or four things because you don't want your audience to be confused. You want them to know who you are, who you're for, and what you do very clearly. And so if you throw out too many things, it can get confusing. That's why I say focus in on the three or four. But do dope shit. That's what you wanted me to talk about. Well, well, the, there's this like this line in the sand again, where some people I think blur, blur again back to social media being a bit of a agent's highlight rule, only yeah. the best things, only the things. And if and if we want to share all the really cool stuff, um, is there is there is there a balance that you can play off of there to be like, you know what, we just went to Toronto, we rang the bell, we went down to San Diego, everybody loved the Riverwalk. Like I, when you're so excited about the stuff you're doing or you're selling hoarder houses, like you were talking about, I mean, that in that's cool stuff, but it doesn't have to mean you're, 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 uh, you know, King Sheba, right? Yeah. I mean, don't worry too much about what people think. And right. I, I say that, like, I don't, I don't want to take this, uh, opinion that I hear a lot, which is like, Oh, forget the haters don't care about anything other people you got to care a little bit like have a have an honest uh opinion about what people think of you and choose what it is that you're going to take and what you're going to put off to the side um but look i know a lot of my friends they come off in my opinion kind of cocky kind of arrogant they're like the fancy suit realtor that is like too good for everyone else i but they do well like, I don't know, like they're attracting something from that. So like, I'm not knocking it, you know? And I think um, for me, like I try to showcase all the cool, fun stuff we're doing. I try to do more fun stuff because, well, it's fun. Um, but I also try to show it in a humble way. Like, I don't, you know, I think we're super lucky. I don't know how special we are. I just think we we are lucky to have this awesome life. So like, I do a lot of it, but I make sure I come from a place of, of gratitude uh, yeah. One, because it's true. And two, I think it's hard to argue with, you know, people will be like, oh, and, he's, well, at least he's grateful. Um, and you are grateful for it. And, and it comes across, right? And I have and the some, best job in the world. Some people you know? may not be, right? And that may come across, yeah. but that's okay for some too, right? Um, but the, yeah. the thing, Darren, I, I was, I want to key in on because you're the, the do dope shit thing is is funny, but it's uh, it's the Phil Jones thing. Right. It's, it's what we saw at, at Tom Ferry Summit, which is curiosity. 
my business and my life thrives on curiosity. And when I think back to when I first got started, when I was making no money, but somehow built a business having no idea what I was doing, crawling around those hoarder houses and then showing the after pictures, it got people curious, you know, like doing the cool listing videos and all the other stuff that I did. I've always played in the curiosity space, right? What, what stuff can I do that's a little different? Maybe people won't really understand it. They won't get it, but I just, I'm going to play in that curiosity space because if I can make people curious going back to me and Scott DMing, right? If Scott can make me curious and he's DMing me about my kid's Halloween costume, he DMs me about what I had for dinner because it looks good, right? If Scott in turn is posting things that make me curious, well, he's going to get the DM back because I'm going to be curious and we're in conversation. Uh, and so the reason I say that is I think a lot of people will post things like, hey, um, interest rates are high, but it's still a good time to buy a house. Call me your favorite realtor. Like there is no curiosity there. You want me to call you because you want me to buy a house, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't know if you know, but I get a ton of DMs about joining real, right? Like attraction and growth and helping our agents. That's full-time job now. Um, but if you look at my posts, I never have on there DM me about real, right? <laughs> right. Because that sucks away all the curiosity. The minute I say, Hey, I want to sell to you. You've taken out all the curiosity. And so what stories can you tell about what you're doing? Um, how can you highlight the things that you have going on in a way that piques people's curiosity, not that sells to them? Because the minute, in my opinion, the minute you put, call me, you're an advertisement. You immediately make yourself an advertisement. Trust me, if they're interested, guess what? They're on your social media. You're one DM away from, from them sending you a message. And playing in that curiosity space is huge. I'm just spitballing here. I just saw my buddy Trey Serrano on uh, Instagram. He uh, he went live on Instagram. He's like, hey, I'm buying a bunch of Powerball tickets for my clients. And uh, I'm going to drive around and drop them off. That way, it's pretty much like me giving them all $1.9 billion. That's how I see it or something like it was, it was funny, but I'm like, man, this guy's driving around buying his clients Powerball tickets. I kind of want to be his client. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> like my realtor's not doing that for me. Um, I need a new realtor. But uh, my point is he's not like, Hey, send me a DM if you want a Powerball ticket. Cause then he's asking, then he's selling, do things that peak curiosity, even if they don't make sense, the less sense they make, the more curiosity we, I don't know if you know this, but like we, we went to Israel, right? Darren, you, okay. So what, what was funny, uh, was in our CEOs in Israel and, and Brad McCallum and I, we had this three day window in between events we were speaking at, you know, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. Like, should we just go home? But then you go home, you see the family, the minute you get settled in, you got to fly back out. You know, what should we do? I'm like, yeah, let's go to Israel. Seems crazy, but let's do it. And our CEOs in Israel, we wanted to shoot, film some content and all that fun stuff. Uh, and what was funny, Darren, was afterwards, I had two people reach out to me and say, man, like, that's so cool that you got to do that. And like that they invited you out there. Like, what a great opportunity. And I was like, you think we got invited? <laughs> Right. You, th you think that was anybody else's wacky, crazy idea other than our own? We didn't ask for permission. <laughs> we just told Tamir we'd be there on Saturday. And my point is, it didn't make sense to a lot of people that we would fly all the way out there just to shoot a video. When in fact, Tamir was coming to San Antonio like a month later, we could have just waited till he was here. <laughs> but the fact is, you do dope shit like you, you do things that are cool that people are going to find interesting. That journey, a lot of people followed us along with. Like, it was fun to follow that along. We got back. People were like, oh, so awesome. Like, what can you go out and do that your audience is going to say, well, that was so awesome. Like, you went out and uh, did whatever. Like, you guys got snow right now. 
there, there are things you could be doing right now with this snow that would be engaging and entertaining. And maybe everybody else is snowed in and hating life. And maybe Darren's out there, I don't know, doing something fun. But my point is, do things that are inspiring to your people. So when you're in conversation, they're more likely to hit you up. Well, you know, one thing that comes to mind with that is the curiosity part I love because, I mean, if we're not curious, curious about something, then like we're boring, right? Like, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, what is it that's pulling you through? And I think about my early days in Facebook and how I grew my business. I had no intention of being a realtor, but I had a license and I was showing the journey through real estate investing too. And it was, it was, it was just me not not feeling like I had to become an investor to then show off the journey. It was showing it off in the journey to becoming an investor that pulled so many people in and that really kickstarted my career. So it, like, I think a lot of us just, just, just share within the moments rather than when yeah. I get to the destination of that luxury listing. It's like, well, what about that whole journey on the way there? Right. Um, yeah. I got to ask me, you something about video. Um, the the $20,000 hoarder houses um, we're not the glamorous part of real estate, but it's the yeah. part that people loved the most when I look back on it, you know? So yeah. like, yeah, show people, show people the stuff. I love it. You know, there's, you know, you and I know this, right? Like our company now has a lot of, uh, kind of like video content yeah. stars, all this stuff. Okay. Over-indexed on that maybe, right. You from a, like a positive way. Yeah, but there's a whack of people that are 50 plus, 40 plus, 60 plus, never made a video, never went on these places, but yet they're still crushing business, right? Is this like, oh my God, they're about to fall apart? You know what I mean? Or can that still be look um, part of it? Yeah, it's a, it's a new tool for the same classic business principles. There's nothing new here, right? I mean... If you've been in the business for years, you've done it by taking care of your people and staying connected with them. Yep. It's just a different way to stay connected with them. You still need to take great care of your people too. I think a lot of times we don't talk about that part enough, of yeah. providing great service. I wish we had more Zooms um, about that, but it doesn't seem to be as sexy. Uh, yeah, but yeah, taking great care of your people and then staying connected to them, right? That's that's the key. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't matter how old you are. Like, you know, if you, maybe you just have different ways of staying connected, but on your point, Darren, I will say on our call last week, uh, we had one of our agents in Florida who's got like 3000 followers on their Instagram and they closed 9 million in business from Instagram last year with their 3000 followers. Like you don't need to be some massive video person or some giant social media person to generate a great business from it. Uh, you can do a ton from a small following that loves you. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry about how big your following is. Like, worry about how much engagement you get from them. And the thing is, too, is that uh, your following, like your, your audience, your reach, whatever you want to call it, I am super, like, I, I think about a lot. Like, I want to take care of it. You know what I mean? I, I think about not wanting to abuse it. I think about me, uh, I'm about to post something. I'm like, does this add value for my audience or is this just for me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like take care of that audience. And in a lot of times we'll try to do things to grow an audience that uh, maybe sacrifice the audience we already have. And, and you shouldn't do that. You should focus on making great content for your people and, and just really focus on helping your, your people. And if I say that, there's some of you on the call that are like, I know what I'm going to do to help. I'm going to make a video about adjustable rate mortgages. Like, no, man, that's boring. Nobody cares, you know? Like, make content that you're, are actually going to, like, brighten your people's day and 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 bring some some actual value to them, not, not to you. In the process of doing all this and just, you know, like you said, we're all learning this as we go, right? Do you run your own? social do you edit your own videos you know when what do you see this is see I, I i get this wonderful position of studying other people's businesses and and you know looking at uh ryan and, and figuring out what he's doing that's working um but there's plenty of things that i do that that isn't working and one of them is hiring people for social media because i am uh too picky 
right? Like I wanted to look at, I wanted to look the way that it would have looked if I edited it and if I put it together and obviously that's not going to happen. So I'm an awful person to, uh, to take advice from on, uh, on the, on hiring for social. I can tell you what I've seen that works. Um, what I've seen that works is you have to understand the concepts that we're talking about and you need to understand the strategy that needs to be implemented. And the reason I say that is if you hire some company to do your social media for you, 98.7%, it's a totally made up statistic, but almost all of these companies are awful right? Like they're awful. They're like, oh, we designed this social media program for real estate agents. And we're going to put the same templated crap that other real estate agents post. We're going to post it automatically on your Instagram for you. And it's going to get two likes, your grandma and your mom, every time you post. And it's awful. It's like where Instagram pages go to die because in engagement falls off and they're awful. I say all that to say, you need to understand the strategy, how to do it, like what you should be posting, what's actually engaging to your audience. You need to really know your audience. And so I say you really need to do it yourself right. for a time period because you can't bring anybody in to post your videos for you, to edit your videos for you. It's hard to bring somebody in to do that if you haven't done it yourself and you don't know what you want. Yeah. So I would say dig into it have fun making content, have fun posting this stuff yourself. And then once you start to feel like you know what you're doing, then say, oh, you know what? I'm really bad at editing, but I can probably shoot the stuff on my phone because I'm pretty good at that. And I can just send it to a, a VA editor. And now, yeah. now you've like cut out some of your time. And then you're like, oh, you know, I'm not great at writing the copy. So maybe I need to bring on somebody to write. But my point is, you need to start doing it yourself so you can figure out where you need the help. I mean, I can't imagine in today's world, if there's any belief that you come across better from a video perspective, which is as close to you being in person as possible, that learning how to do any version of video editing is a negative, right? Like, I mean, truly everybody listening here or listening ever has enough time. They do, right? Yeah. None of us have don't have time to have learned those quick I saw you were you shot a behind the scenes of you editing something the other day that that, like, uh, yeah. that Instagram reel I did yeah right, right? that and one crushed and it's because I edited it all right because yeah. I'm too picky <laughs> right or it's or it's just like the speed to speed to completion if you yeah. have a little bit of editing skills there's there's less barriers to production if you can just learn the few of the simple things um on your own right? It could certainly never hurt you. I can't imagine, right? All right. I'm going to give you a what matters more quick back and forth. Okay. Yeah. You can't, you can't go down a rabbit hole. You just have to say this one or that one. Man, okay. I love rabbit holes though. <laughs> rabbit okay. holes are my thing. Okay, okay. Let's do it. What matters more consistent video content versus consistent email newsletter. Consistent video content. All right. What matters more video content versus one-on-one -on -one phone calls today? Video content. What matters more, video quality versus audio quality? Depends on the platform, but I'll say audio quality. Okay. Wicked background versus just good content. Good content. <laughs> video per week versus posting something per day. YouTube, video per week, all the other platforms every day. Pumpkin spice versus candy cane. Is this a joke? Pumpkin <laughs> spice, obviously. Nobody actually likes candy canes. They just throw them around the house. It's like, it's like Christmas's candy corn. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're getting near the end. So I'm going to ask you one more question before we roll things over. If you were to start it all over again, Tim, knowing what you know now, which is like this little bit of stuff, right? Yeah. Brand new agent, what do you think you do for short-term business creation? And what would you do knowing the long game matters? So two, yeah. two questions in one. I mean, if I just got my license, I would be doing open houses three times a week and door knocking the heck out of every neighborhood I did an open house at 
Um, and I would probably be uh, cold calling non-owner occupied owners. So that's go. my new agent, get business short-term. Long-term, I would be doing social media and I would be hyper-focused on bringing other people into my social media as much as possible. And what I mean by that is if I close a deal with, you know, my clients, like I would tell their story, I would tag them in it. My whole goal with my posts would be that I make something so good that they share it with all their friends. One of the, one of the things I used to do too, um, before I got lazy was, uh, was, you know, we talk about doing listing videos. I would do buyer videos. So client buys the house. I would make a listing video of the house they bought, them walking into it for the first time, them at the closing table. And I would make this video of the fact they just bought the house and they would share that with all their friends. And so I would be looking for one to do social media, but I'd be trying to figure out how can I include other people in my social media and create content that they would share. Mm -hmm. I would tag the other agent. Like if the, you know, other agent on the other side was good and I'd be like, man, Scott was awesome to work with, right? Like I would just be making as much content that I could get other people to share as possible. And so very little of it would be about me, Yeah, right? It would probably all be about other people. I just want to cue in before I roll forward. That concept of the buyer video and the story behind it if you just think about it from all of the things that could spin off of that, why we chose this street, why this neighborhood, we fell in love with that versus like the listing one is like, as we know, Brad has done, we can show the yeah. things off beautifully, but now like the, why I actually made this choice is pretty powerful. Right? Yeah. And the other thing is too, I mean, we had uh, we just had client, like we had a client that was a military client that um, was coming from Hawaii and that shop would just PCS people to San Antonio all the time. And so we did a video for them and then their friends came quickly after and we did a video for them. And then, you know, at some point, everybody that was PCSing from San Antonio from there was like, dude, I want those realtors that made that cool video, <laughs> you know, or we had a client come from California when there was this giant, there still is like everybody moving from California to Texas. And here's the thing, we knew that these people were exactly our avatar. Like they were great clients. And if you want to attract more great clients, go all in on the clients that are great because they are the ones that are going to refer you more people like them. So we went all out on making them a video because we knew they're going to share it with all their friends in California and all their friends in California were jealous about the house they just bought in Texas. So like all that for sure. Lovely. Well, what, what we'll do is we'll open it up to a few questions here. Yeah. Um, Tim, this, uh, Leanne has a good one here. I, you said you had a private Facebook group for your clients and, and the posts you make specific. So is this a specific group that you invite them all in, or is this just a feed where you just, you just no, So yeah, you go, everybody should have one of these. You make a, a Facebook group. So it's like, um, you know, Jenna's VIP clients or whatever you want to call it, you know, or like, uh, just make a name for it. And yeah, I mean, it's your place to just communicate and love on your clients. Facebook loves groups. Facebook favors groups. And so if you scroll through your feed, you'll see a high percentage of those posts that are happening in there are groups. So it's much easier to get engagement from your past clients and sphere of influence if you have them in a group. And so we do a Starbucks uh, barcode, especially like pumpkin spice latte season. So easy. I use that same picture I've been using for years of me and a scarf and, you know, looking like a basic whatever. Um, and people love it. It's hilarious, right? And then there's the the Starbucks barcode that we load up with, I don't know, 200 bucks or something. And it's like, here, go get yourself a pumpkin spice latte and drop a picture in the comments. So you'll do that post. And then, yeah, they'll go use your barcode at Starbucks. And then they'll drop pictures in the comments. And so now in your group, you've got this post that's got a bunch of comments on it and that gets your engagement going. Um, but you can do the same thing. I mean, local pizza place that just opened. Hey, we're going to be at this local pizza place Thursday night. Like whatever it is you want to do 
to love on your past clients and sphere and your VIP people, having them in a Facebook group allows you to do that. So if you're going to do a client event, it's such a great place to market your client event, to talk about the fact that you're uh, getting this place ready for pictures, like all the stuff. It's great to have one central place for your clients to do all that. I guess the one caveat where some people might be thinking, wait, I only, it's my first year. I've got six clients this year and do it. Do you open up the thing to but say, oh, I, yeah, only to got start six out, if you're just getting started out, I'd put anybody in there that would refer you business. Uh, yeah. So your aunt may never have bought a house from you, right? But you're putting your aunt in there because you know that she's probably somebody that's going to refer you business. So I would say your past clients in your, in anyone that you think would refer you business. Love that. Yeah. That's where those like vendors, the AAA folks that just love on you, even though they haven't been done a deal with you yet. Yeah. I mean, look, your, your client group is essentially your fan club and your goal is that you grow your fan club. Like if we have a larger fan club of people who love what we do um, and love the way we do it, you're going to get more business. And so that, that Facebook group is just a great place to kind of make that happen. Awesome. Does anybody else, I, I'm just watching the chat thread. Does anybody have any questions for Tim directly other than it's in the chat? You can either pipe up or write it. Um, while you're Ryan, thinking... what you got, man? <laughs> I don't know. I, I like putting people on the spot. <laughs> yeah, me too. They, they hate it. Um, right. So I'm sorry, Brian. when I, Tim, when I asked you about your percentage of personal to business, um, it was oh, more like, when you're, yeah, on posting. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not a science guy, so I don't like just get throwing a, a number out. Not that I don't believe in science. I just think it's more of an art. That's all I'm saying. Um, I mean, it really depends on what's going on in my life. So again, you probably see, I haven't put like my, my amount of content is down because I'm going through this personal brand exercise, trying to figure out what our strategy is going to be. Uh, but you got to know your audience, you know, I just like would know your audience and, and know, uh, you start to get a feel for like, what's too much. The other thing is, um, take whatever your idea is for a real estate post and make it more engaging. So take whatever your idea for a real estate post is and make it more engaging and then do it again and then post it. So I, I joked about how, um, adjustable rate mortgages, right? You want to make a video about adjustable rate mortgages. It's like nobody cares. It's boring. People are going to scroll right by you. You're just being a boring real estate agent talking about adjustable rate mortgages. And look, this may sound mean because we all hang out with a bunch of realtors that say, oh, it's a great idea. Like you make an adjustable rate mortgage video and then you get five comments that say, great video. And guess what? They're all real estate agents because the rest of the world doesn't care. So what I say is, okay, I'm going to make a video about adjustable rate mortgages. How do I make it more engaging, right? Okay, well, maybe I start out with the crash is back. The same thing that caused the crash is coming back again. Arms, right? Like that's a little more engaging. Let's make it more engaging. Let's go to the Halloween store. Don't judge me. I'm just coming up with stuff. Let's go to the Halloween store. All right, let's get a fake arm and let's flap it around and be like, oh, what's an arm? And be like, but you know, like, I don't know, just like start with a boring idea and make it engaging. Or maybe you can get the fake arms. Have you ever seen the tiny hands? Like the little tiny hands? Like, oh, look, arms are back, right? Like, I don't know. But think about your audience. But it, yeah, it comes laugh. down to, yeah. Like, why, right? why, like, why would they watch this? To stand yeah. out to make your boring content more engaging. Or like Ryan, in your case, you're just this like heartfelt, heart-led, easy to listen to dude, right? And it's like, if you flipped into business mode and just felt like you had to share the latest interest rate bump, it would be unauthentic to share it without your true personality behind it, right? Um, love it. Yeah. Hey, I have a question for you about Ryan. Speaking of Ryan's, Ryan Serhant at the conference had a one line for us, Tim, that, that he referred to over and over again. And it was this, it was what the, at the back is now the front. Remember that he talked about how yeah. in our, in our business now, us as salespeople, we have a really unique opportunity while the market and the world's freaking out to be on the front of the line, as far as 
opportunity. And can well, you share think, your take on that? Look, I think what I was just talking about, I think that's really what it nails down to because people, when times are uncertain, they're going to think more about who it is that they call, right? I want to buy a house. Oh, my cousin's got a real estate license. Let's go buy a house. Great. Make an offer. Boom. Market's great. I'm going to buy a house, but the economy's collapsing. Inflation's up. I just read this article. I don't think I'm going to call my cousin. I'm going to call, you know what I mean? Like the process of who people are going to call is different now because things are uncertain. And so there's massive opportunity to set yourself apart as being someone that's trustworthy, everything else, all the stuff that we're talking about. But here's the thing. I believe that the agents I was given a hard time about uh, about making the interest rate video, right? Like if you're out there telling everybody why it's a great time to buy, I don't think people are going to call you. And do, do me a favor, go to Facebook, go find a post where people are, a uh, realtor said, now's a great time to buy and here's why. And then if it's got 10 comments, go look at the 10 comments and tell me who commented on it. Tell me if there's any, like what the percentage of consumers to realtors are that commented on that post. Because here's the deal. People want the best source of info. So I would highly recommend you get real with people, right? Tell people why it's a dangerous time to buy a house right now. Tell people the real information not just everything's great. Uh, because I think that's who people are going to want to reach out to. They're going to want to reach out to the person that they think is going to be honest with them. And right now, because the market is the way it is, there's a wave of realtors trying to tell everybody, it's all okay. Everything's fine. Don't worry about anything. Just call me so we can buy a house. And I think those people are going to lose a ton of trust over the next year. And so all I can say is, be personable, do all the stuff we're talking about. Um, but as Ryan Serhan said, you know, the people in the back are not the front, like you will move to the front by being that honest, trusted source. I mean, I agree. I mean, I think there's so many opportunities for us to share those. Hey, we just came from a listing appointment. They lost equity. It's not a good time for them. Yeah. And this is why, right? And, and, and just sharing those like, oh my God, right? And, and sure, could that put people off? Well, yeah, as it probably should. But for those that can and should be buying, well, they will. And then you're going to be that resource for them. Now, Tim, I know you're almost... Time is up. I don't see. Oh, any more look at questions. that. It is. <laughs> yeah. So time, time flies when you're having fun, buddy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut us off here. And that's been another re-education experience live podcast. It's been a blast, Tim. Thank you. If you're listening and you've got like a guest that you think would be great on the hot seat like this with Tim, let me know. If you're one here on the listening and would like to be questioned and have something to share, please also let me know. Um, but with that, thank you, Tim, for spending this time. And thanks for all of you here making this intimate conversation so much better. So uh, be sure to watch the Instagram stories, posts, the actual uh, podcast once we release it so that you don't miss out and you can be a part of one of these again. So Tim, thank you for your time, my friend. Follow me on Instagram. I need followers. That's right. Follow at <laughs> Tim Macy, right? Thanks, is that guys. all it is? Yeah. All right. Have a great day, everybody.